Hey everybody and welcome back to the show. I'm so glad that you're here joining me today. It has been, I don't know about you, but it has been a rather hard time for me lately. I have just been, as an old friend would say, in my feelings about a lot of things. There's just been so much change and transition in my life and not all of it feels good. Some of it feels really like shaky and like, why is this happening right now? And I realize as a survivor myself, as a trauma survivor, that when shit starts going sideways for us, there's so often when we just pull back from ourselves and not only just pull back from ourselves, pull back from everyone else around us. And not only that, but also we start to think that every single thing that could go wrong will go wrong and we start getting into the spiral. And if you've been in the spiral before, you know exactly what I'm talking about. That just knock down, drag out spiral where you don't see anything good in your life. And that's the place I've been in. It's been really hard. And I can say this now because I've been in that place quite a few times. Things happen, life happens, and it brings us back to this place of how are we going to respond when you get into the spiral? Are you going to stay in it? Are you going to reach out to the people around you and find support? How are you going to respond? What is going to be the thing that you do in those moments because that trains your brain. So there's a couple of things I want to talk about today and just starting right there with when shit goes sideways, what do you do? When it feels like you are waiting for the other shoe to drop in your life, when it feels like nothing's going, when it feels like every single thing that could go wrong does go wrong, when Murphy's Law kicks in, what do you do? They always say you become who you really are anyway. Some of those darker aspects of yourself. Maybe you're a person draws and just starts scrolling and scrolling on social media. Maybe you pout, maybe you cry, maybe you do copious amounts of drugs. That's always one way. Maybe you just watch so much TV that, you know, you just spent three to five days of your life <laughs> watching show after show. Um, and sometimes I think we need a little bit of that. We need a little bit of that escapism. But when are you going to pull yourself out of that? When are you going to shift gears and start to come into those places of, okay, what do I need right now? I can't control what's happening at my job. I can't control what's happening in my relationship. I can't control what's happening with my friendships, right? I can control me and my response to those things. And like I said, I've just been having that time where things that felt stable in my life have been knocked down. No, this is not the thing. This is not where you need to put your energy into. And reassessing and reframing 
where I need to go and what I need to do with myself and my energy and my time has been a little hard because when you are building a house, it's nice if somebody doesn't knock your foundation down, right? It's nice if you can have your foundation and it's nice if you buy a place house and you take it down to the studs, it's nice to at least have the studs. And I've been feeling like I don't even have the studs, I don't have the foundation, where is everything? And I think sometimes it's good to assess whether that's a truth or a feeling, right? Because we can feel out of control. We can feel like ungrounded and like we don't have stability we can feel those things and yet the truth might be something simply didn't fit in your life. Something simply didn't work because you did it to not work so that you could do the thing you really needed to do so you can move forward a little bit so you can actually build on your foundation because that you were starting to build the shed in the back when you weren't even building the walls yet. And so I think some of what I'm experiencing right now is just that it's not really a setback. It's a step forward. And so like, I'm asking you, when have been those times in your life where you feel like things have happened back to back and you're left in that place of waiting for the other shoe to drop? What have you done to support yourself do you reach out to people? Do you have good people to reach out to when you need that? Have maybe upped your practices if you have those? What do you do? What do you turn to when it feels like everything's falling apart? And this is the important thing. This is the thing about healing is it's not when everything is going right and you're healing and you're feeling all the benefits from coming together and feeling whole again it's when out outer external circumstances don't match with what you know to be true about yourself what do you do then what do you do then and i think that's the bigger question that's the biggest question at this point is how can you stay centered what does that even mean to stay centered? And I don't know if I have your answers, but I definitely have mine. So I've noticed that as a survivor, oftentimes our perspective is the perspective of the inner child that didn't get heard or seen or understood, the inner child that maybe was silenced, the inner child that was abused, that space within us is still there. And during times of strife, during hard times when bad shit happens, because bad shit does happen sometimes, but when that stuff happens, that inner child comes up because that is what they've seen. That's what they remember. And so they come up and your inner child takes over. We'll say the wounded inner child takes over. And you're only seeing from their perspective 
their insight, the place where you left them. Because what we don't talk about often is there is a little you that is holding all the pain that you've experienced. They are holding that bag so that you can kind of function and have a life and all of that so that you don't have to hold that bag all the time. And we can heal our inner child. We can lift that bag. We can unpack it and decide that we don't want to carry it anymore. But oftentimes there's some part of you that doesn't want to even go there, that doesn't want to even go there because there's a lot of stuff in that bag and you'd have to take it out and look at it and read and decide what you want to do with those things. And so that wounded inner child comes up when shit hits the fan and they're still holding this bag of all the other stuff that happens. So they look in that bag and they say, the last time this happened, I was homeless or I got abused or I went into foster care. Whatever happened to you? I took on the responsibilities of my parents because they couldn't get out of bed. You know, there, there's so many specific things and the specifics aren't really what matters, but they pull out the experience that they had from that bag and say, the last time something like this happened, I had to put myself aside and I had to be a big kid, a big girl, a big boy. And I have to take care of them. I have to be perfect for them. I have to, whatever that is, right so you're sitting here and shit's hitting the fan and your inner little you is pulling out the bag and saying from past experience you're gonna have to disappear and put yourself aside and meet someone else's needs and your needs aren't important right now even when you're the one who needs the thing the most So recognize all the ways in which you might be in your head, in your spirit, in your soul, coming up with all of these ideas based on past experiences of a child and reacting in ways that a hurt child would act. So I I say, you're not you when shit's hitting the fan, how can you get back to you? Because something that I often say is, you can have an inner child, you could have a little bit of a perfectionist edge, they just shouldn't be driving the car, right? Because you're not all trying to go to the same, you're not all trying to go to the same place. Some parts of you don't want you to be seen, they want you to put your head down and do things that make you miserable because they know you'll be safe if you do that. Or at least they think that. But some parts of your inner child are wounded and they want you to react and react, right? But we don't just want reactions because those often come from our wounding. They come from a place of hurt and pain. What we really want is responses. So how do you respond when shit hits the fan? 
How can you respond when shit hits the fan? Right now, for me, I know that I do not feel like sitting in my office. But I knew that I had to get this message out here and do this podcast. And so I'm sitting with my heated blanket on my couch with my mic in front of me recording because that felt doable. Not only doable, but actually nice. I might record from my couch all the time now. But that's what I could do. That's how I could support me in this moment. How can you support you when shit hits the fan? Can you talk to that inner wounded child part that is here, that is upset, and that is just trying to fix it? Because here's the thing. Sometimes the thing can't be fixed. It can't be fixed because it's not meant to be fixed. It's not, everything isn't like a broken leg. You reset the bone, you want to fix that, right? But sometimes your inner child is trying to fix a relationship that's toxic. That's toxic to you, it's toxic to them. You're destroying yourself, you're destroying them. You're all just a toxic mess, just melting into beautiful toxicity destroying yourself and your light and your love inside of you on the way and your inner child tries to fix things because it doesn't understand everything from the perspective of an adult brain because that part of you didn't get a chance to grow up why because the trauma's there the pain is there the wounding's there so they stayed in that same space holding it so that you wouldn't have to hold it all the time. So your inner child, your wounded inner child is standing there, stuff is all over the place, they don't know what to do, but they're gonna pull the things out of the bag from the experience of maybe a toxic household. And you have to be the one, your inner self, your wise self, your higher self, what, however you wanna say that. If you're a spiritual universe, God, spirit, whatever you want to call it that space of understanding can you come to your wounded inner child from that space because oftentimes and i find this in a lot of my sessions and a lot of the work that i do with people around inner child healing and just general the way that we speak to ourselves the way that we are with ourselves is that we will not be our own space of compassion we and i'm speaking for like the wounded healer part like selves peoples there's a lot of wounded healers that tend to listen to follow my work or whatever but a lot of us will so easily and freely give compassion to anyone who needs it and oftentimes to many who don't deserve it there are a lot of people that don't deserve our compassion and we give it anyway because that's just who we are and that's who i am and i bet that's who a lot of you are too and yet you won't turn that same compassion on that inner child and on yourself that is taken on so much and i 
I know a lot of the stories of the people that I work with and a lot of the stories of the people I've worked with in the past and social work and things like that. You deserve your own compassion. Let me say that again. You deserve your own compassion. I would not blame a child who did terrible and stupid shit. I wouldn't because they don't know any better. The difference between you now, if you're an adult, is that you have the mind to see that you're doing things that you don't like. Maybe you're reacting, but now you add criticism and blame and shame on top of that inner child who is just trying to step forward and do the only things that they know how to do. You can't get to healing from there. No matter what you've done, you can't get to healing from there. Shaming yourself, blaming yourself, all of that will always lead you to re-traumatization and to deeper and deeper self-neglect and avoidance. Recognizing that when our pain body is triggered, it's triggered, it's there. We are holding that space for it's there, it's reacting, it wants to get out there, it wants to help, it wants to make it better, it wants to fix it. How are you going to respond? And here's the other thing about responding to those that space and those parts that are wounded, that are hurt, and that are working and reacting out of the pain is you have to create a space to recognize that you're triggered. Some of us go on autopilot and we don't know that we're triggered. We don't know we're coming from a space of being totally just triggered. We're out of ourselves. We don't even know left from right. And we're just going through the motions. You have to create a space so that you can recognize when you become triggered. And that is where the practice comes in. That's where the work comes in. That's where working with a healing professional comes in. Because recognizing when you're triggered can take time, can take energy, and can take reflection, right? Reflection, whether that's someone reflecting to you, hey, I've noticed that your shoulders are up in your ears and your chin is down in your chest and you kind of got a turtleneck going on there. Tell me about that. What's going on in your body, right? Because when you get into avoidance, you start avoiding all of that, your body, your mind, your everything, your practices, your spiritual practices, you start avoiding that or using it as a form of escapism so that you don't actually have to feel the thing that's happening, right? So that gentle guiding back is really important. How can you do that for yourself? I know for me, I was gonna, like I said, I'm on the couch right now recording this because that's what I needed. I haven't forced myself to do anything at all. Not no type of work because that's what I needed. I needed a day off. I needed to sleep. I need to eat. I need, right? A little facial is coming up in a little bit. That's what I needed. Just enough to pause. Just enough to hear what 
my body is calling for in this moment. I also found this great body worker who does some awesome body work massage type stuff where he basically puts your muscles back in places and does all these beautiful things and it's been really cool work. I scheduled an appointment with them because I was like, he just needs to be taken care of, right? So don't be afraid to reach out, to talk to people, to let people know that you need something. You need space. You need to be, help, have space held for you, right? As humans, we are meant to reach out to each other. No one knows everything. No one is the hall of all wisdom, right? Where I might have wisdom and and the things I have wisdom in as a healer. I don't have wisdom in accounting at all. <laughs> at all. <laughs> right? So finding people who have their own wisdom so that we can share and interconnect. And sometimes the thing that you need is someone to do your taxes because that's the thing that's got you all anxious. Recognizing it's not always a facial. Maybe you need a financial professional to support you and a financial coach and someone like that. And I think it's important to recognize that taking care of yourself and finding a space and giving yourself the space to really come into what you need to be able to pause and respond rather than react. What would that mean for you? Starting at the end of January because I just don't do New Year's resolutions. Like I don't do them, that is not my thing. I will actually wait till February if I'm going to start anything or if I want to like do something because I just feel like the new year, new you resolution thing is not just played out, but also um, I think there's just too much mass energy around failing resolutions. <laughs> So I don't do resolutions and I don't like to start anything right after the new year with a plan to do this thing every week or something like that. But at the end of January, I am starting the trauma recovery yoga experience. It is integrating your embodied self and inner child healing through yoga, asana, breath work, the whole thing. In the group, we meet once a week on Wednesday nights. Um, and along with that, we have psychoeducation classes. And along with that, just I think it's going to be a really beautiful experience to come together in a group and really do trauma recovery, trauma discovery, and heal trauma in the body. So if you're interested in that, I'm accepting inquiries and all of that all the way up to January 24th. It starts Wednesday and at the end of January that week. So if you're interested, you can always shoot me an email if you find that you're interested. There's payment plans, there's all of that stuff. Join us, sign up, let's do some trauma work together. Let's heal our inner child, let's heal our mind-body connection, and let's come into a deeper discovery of who we are rather than what trauma's told us to be. That is all I have for you this week. Thank you so much for joining me, and I hope to see you back again in this bi-monthly podcast. Yeah, bye.